genre. Hi, I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Nick Jimenez in the news. And we're from Back to the Future Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the entire Back to the Future trilogy one minute at a time. Like the minute when Principal Strickland becomes a vigilante hero of the wasteland after Biff takes over Hill Valley in the alternate 1985 timeline. I I don't... Wait, I don't I don't remember. Or that. the minute where we learn that Dr. Emmett Brown is secretly the saxophone king of Hill Valley. Hold on. When when did that or when, did that happen? when we slowly start to realize that George McFly may have murdered both of his parents. Okay. Now I don't I don't remember that being in the movies. Well, Scott, that's because none of those things are actually in the movies, but it's all stuff that we talk about on Back to the Future Minute. Back to the Future Minute, available at duelinggenre.com and wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back to Harry Potter Minute, everybody. Harry Potter Minute is the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And today we're talking about Minute 77 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, minute 77 starts with uh, Oliver giving Harry a worst-case scenario. And it ends with a sweeping shot of the Quidditch pitch. I'm excited. We haven't actually started the match yet. We still won't get into it till tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. But, um, oh, I just, I love, like, the music is starting to swell. There's this kind of, like, drummy beat going on. It's not very loud, but it's kind of in the background. It started when we saw the, the team of them walking, like, toward the, this, like. Cause this is the first game of, like, this, their season of yeah. the year. Yeah. Sort of we'll get a really up. big swell when they when they actually like fly out later in the minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I love the Quidditch music a lot. It's like <laughs> fanfare, and it's it's bombastic. Uh, I'm really I'm really uh, I'm really into it. Maybe I'll use it Does, somewhere this week. You know how like in schools they have you know obviously they have the school teams. Yeah, the school has like four teams because they do the houses against each other. Mm-hmm. But usually there's a um like a band. For the school. Oh. Is there a, is there a band? Is this actual live? Yeah. Is this the music that the people in the stands are hearing? Is this, is this the Hogwarts band? Like someone's playing the tuba. We know that there's clarinet, a choir. You know? Yeah, well, a oh, frog choir. A frog choir. Still a choir. And the kids sing with the frogs. It's not just frog singing. That's true. So maybe there's a band. Maybe there is a band. Where are they? We don't see them. That's they can't true. be on the pitch. They must be in one of the tower stand things. It's amplified out. Maybe. Uh, I'm into it. So, Harry last, uh, last, yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, asked Oliver Wood, um, what happened in his first game. He said he didn't really remember. Yeah. And then Harry looked kind of nervous at him and he says, it took a bludger to the head two minutes in and woke up in the hospital a week later. A week. 
A week later. That's a coma, bro. Yeah, like you were in a you were in a week long coma. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. Um, that must have been a. Uh, do you think he was a he wasn't a first year? No, because was, no one's been a first year yeah, in a century. Yeah. So he, but he's still a little twelve year old, thirteen year old Oliver Wood taking a bludger to the head. He's a fifth year and he's the captain. Yeah, that's amazing. He must be really good. Right? Why are there no older students on the Quidditch team? He's the oldest and he's a fifth year. Why aren't there any sixth or seventh years on the on that's the Gryffindor question. team? I don't know. Is there like a rule against that? I don't, I think, don't so. think so. No, because Harry's on the Quidditch team in his sixth year. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. Hmm. Maybe they're just so busy. And Marcus Flint. Marcus things. Flint is like, I think the story goes that he was held back a year. And that's why he's like the biggest of the Slytherin team. So that there goes a show that you can be held back. Well, I think that really there was like a discrepancy in the timeline because he's supposed to be a fifth year here, but then he shows up in like Goblet of Fire or something. And they're like, oh, well, how can he be here if he should have graduated by now? And J.K. Rowling's tweet was like, oh, he he repeated a grade or something. Just but I guess that means it's canon. She said, yeah. yeah. That just means you can repeat grades. I heard, I think that, I think years. that in, um, I think that in later editions of the Sorcerer's Stone, they like fixed his age in the first one so that it it tracks better for the rest. But, um, I guess originally he was too old. Oh, okay. So I don't know how legit that is now, but it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so he, so, so he must be really good. I mean, he's a fifth year and he's the captain. That's great. I like that. Uh, it the Quidditch pitch opens up to the team like like a garage door opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you see the light like sh- like shine like 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 reflecting on them like projected up as the like a curtain rising. Right. Um, it looks way too bright. Right. I think it's Fred and George left and right. Uh, because Fred, I said Fred behind Harry. Yeah, Fred behind Harry, George to the back left of, of Oliver Wood. Um, and only because, again, like we talked last minute, like George kind of was slouching a little bit mm-hmm. behind Fred. I feel like it's always Fred and George. We've talked about that. Right. Um, but it's hard to tell. We don't really actually get any interaction with Fred and George much here. So I'm just going on like the way they're standing and their facial structures as much as I can tell. Behind Harry on his right, um, is, um, why am I spacing? Is Alicia Spinnett. And then behind the two of them in the middle is Katie Bell. And you can't really see Angelina Johnson yet, but we'll talk about her because I think she is my favorite chaser. I think so. But only because maybe it's because she scores the two goals. Right. Like that we'll see. What else we be comparing it to? Yeah. She's great. Well, actually, Angelina Johnson, this is like way off minute but uh eventually marries george yep which i think is uh which i think is cute i know oh yeah they were on the quidditch team together when they were in school so everyone flies out um i like that they like especially the weasleys like take the time to go like circling around the uh the goalposts and stuff but everyone's sort of just like familiarizing with the like the pitch and they're like traveling around the Everyone's sort of taking off. So suddenly all of it, we get to see 
animated Quidditch players. Yeah. <laughs> for a little while. Um, we talked about this in the past, but I think that a lot of the, um, the CGI stuff works, uh, especially in this scene because it's like a really quick paced thing. Like you don't really have a lot of time to, to look at the animation because it, it, it goes by so quickly and they intercut it with a lot of like the students on brooms in front of green screen, um, in order to give them like moments of real reaction and, and stuff like that. But we, uh, we see Lee Jordan for the first time. Oh, I like Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan's one of my favorite He's characters. Great. Uh, even though he doesn't get to do much. Other than, like, announce the Quidditch games. Yeah. I think he's only in the first two movies. Aw. Yeah. No love for um, Lee Jordan. The kid who plays Lee Jordan, his name, Luke Youngblood. Swear to God. Like, spelt exactly like as yes. if those two words together, yes. Young and Blood. Luke Youngblood. All right. And uh, he had did, done the first two Harry Potter movies, and then he did, like, a smattering of little TV, tiny TV things. And then he's been on 18 episodes of that show, Gallivant, which is, um, do you know what Gall, you know what Gallivant is, right? It's got that guy, Timothy O'Mudson, who was on Psych. Oh my goodness. Um, Gallivant is, I think it's kind of a, yeah, it is a show. Um, it is a, um, comedy musical TV show. Oh, and it says, The Adventures of Gallivant, a dashing hero who is determined to reclaim his reputation and his happily ever after by going after the evil King Richard, who ruined it the moment he stole the love of Gallivant's life. And, uh, I really like this guy. Timothy O'Munson is in it. Uh, I know him from, from Psych. He was one of the, um, like, police investigators. He was the dude that butt heads with Sean Spencer from Psych all the time. Oh, okay. Um I I know him because he kind of looks like my uncle. <laughs> uh it was like a thing in my family when we were watching like psych anytime we'd see him they're like, "Oh my god, it's Uncle Brad." That's hilarious. Yeah, cuz he kind of looks like him. I I read something online in which they point out that the names of the characters in the movie or book or yeah. whatever sound more like names than their real names. For some, yeah, and this, yeah, and this works for both of them. You have Sean Biggerstaff mm-hmm. and Luke Youngblood. Luke Youngblood sound like made up names they as do. opposed to Lee Jordan and Oliver Wood. Yes, they do. It's like what? This is this is so weird. So I um, strange. I know that Lee Jordan has like it looks like a microphone that he's speaking into, right. but I just noticed today, right now, like preparing to record this minute, that like. In the speaker box that he's in, like in the, in the, in the stand that he's in, on his right, which is our like left hand side of the screen, there is a big horn. It looks like a, not a horn, like a. It looks like one of those things that cheerleaders used back in the old days where it's just like a cone and. To project your voice. To project your voice. Like, um, like a megaphone, but not electronic. But not an electronic one. Yeah. And, uh, and so I would assume that that's what's projecting his voice. Like, he's talking into this thing that he's got at his podium, but it is being projected out of that, like, megaphone. Magically. Magical megaphone. Magical megaphone. Magical megaphone. <laughs> did we just title this episode? I think we did. I like that. Magical megaphone. Um, I don't recognize any of the professors in the box except for 
um, McGonagall and Dumbledore. And I think, I think that that's not actually Dumbledore. I'm going to rewind a second. Um, it looks like someone wearing the Dumbledore like costume, but it doesn't really look like, um, like Richard Richard Harris. Harris. Yeah. But I can't really tell because we only see him for like a second. Because I don't think he's in the box when yeah, I don't think so. when Snape gets caught Mm-mm. fire. Mm-mm. Are they? Is that the same box? Maybe those are different boxes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. So I don't know. Is Snape in the Slytherin box? Snape is not in the Slytherin box because he's sitting next to Quirrell. Oh, that's right. And Quirrell. He's sitting in one of the teacher boxes because the Slytherin, like you know, we see right here, we see the Gryffindor team. The Gryffindors mm-hmm. and uh, and Hagrid is with all the Gryffindors, but it's all the Gryffindor students that are hanging out here in this part of the stand. And then because yeah, Hagrid isn't a teacher at this point, yeah, so he wouldn't be with the teachers exactly. And then same thing when we see the Slytherin side later, Argus Filch is with them. Mm-hmm. Which I think mm. is interesting. That is interesting. It makes sense, I guess. I guess. No, but he's not... Not really. You, I think <laughs> that the Slytherins would really not like Filch. He's a squid. Right? They would be... I think they would have as him. much of a problem with him as they would have with Mudbloods. Sorry, guys, for swearing. I should censor that racial slur. Shame on you. How dare I? How dare you? You um, should censor yourself. Oh, man. But, uh... No, so whatever. I guess there's multiple teacher boxes. Yeah, I guess so. I love seeing like all the students cheering and just like like them all decked out in their like Gryffindor gear. It's like they have a school spirit. Yeah, I really, I really dig it. And we get to see Harry as he like circles around the outside of the Quidditch pitch and like hovers above, looking down and seeing the rest of the team all flying around. Um, most of this minute is just like flying around. Flying around. Yeah, <laughs> flying it's around. not even, like, not even until the very last seconds that they start to, like, organize. And uh, we'll talk about it tomorrow because uh, they sort of surround above, they make a, they form a circle around Madame Hooch. Or above Madame Hooch. Above Madame Hooch. And then Harry and um, um, Terrence Higgs, the seeker from the Sl- Slytherin team, are hovering, like, above that circle looking down on them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're really up there. That's all I had for this minute. I didn't have a lot of notes. We talked about the music. We talked about Luke Youngblood. <laughs> we talked about um, Dan looking terrified, hearing about uh, getting knocked out with a bludger. And Worst case, scenario. being in a coma for like a week. Yeah, yeah. Poor Oliver Wood. Yikes! Yikes! Imagine, like, well, how do they notify parents? They use they don't use Muggle phones, but send them an owl. They send an owl. If they, like your kids been in a your kids in a coma. Your your kid got knocked out by a bludger. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Madame Pomfrey's taking care of him. Uh, okay. I'm sure they 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 come. Right. Think parents come every time someone gets injured in like the Quidditch pitch. It was his first game. I'm sure his parents came. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were probably there. Oh yeah. Like watching, yeah. right? We see we see Lucius Malfoy at one of the games, right? Yeah. Um. I don't feel like I see pa- maybe this. maybe all those re- witches and wizards we don't recognize in some of these stands their are because parents their parents. Of the playing. I like that. Bingo. I like that. Or alumni. Like I'm sure that I I know people that go to see like um 
you know, we're in San Diego, like so I know some people that go to see like Aztec games uh, that are like former students that went to San Diego State. Right. It's an alumni thing. Yeah. School pride. It extends beyond when you graduate. Yeah. I'm into that. There you go. That explains some things. Yeah, because we have a lot of people that we don't recognize. There's we're way like, more what? people here yeah. than there are teachers that we know about. And we're like, what? Who is this? Yeah, who's well, we, there's still teachers that we don't know that we see like at that the is also dinner true. tables and things, which is always weird. That is also true, but oh well. Oh well. Okay. We need like a Harry Potter extended universe. We do. We do. That gives identities to all these. Tales from the Quidditch match. The Quidditch pitch. Tales from the headmaster's table. <laughs> oh, I like that. I just because I don't know who those people are. Nope. I don't just know. Like, we're, we're, we only kind of guess. Like we can make a guess. Yeah, there's 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 only so many names that were given in the book. Yeah, and we can kind of just mix and match and be like, mm-hmm. well, there's there's so many. There have to be so many extras, and I still feel like it's not enough people for Hogwarts. I don't know. Let's see, exciting universe. Yeah. 400 kids doesn't sound like enough students for Hogwarts. For being that huge castle? For seven years worth of students? My graduating class was like... Well, I guess it depends on uh, how rural, rural of an area you live in. This is the the wizarding school in so there, the UK. I, I feel like there should be a bunch, but... Well, I, that, uh, we just don't really know the numbers. It's hard to... That's true. We're just making up things. We know it's 400 extras because of the set, but it's this is our muggle representation of wizarding <laughs> events. Our minds can't grasp the truth of the, of, the truth. Yeah. You can't handle the truth. That's way off off show. Whoa. All right. Different movie. <laughs> with uh with that, I think we should wrap this minute up too. All right. Um we'll actually begin the Quidditch match tomorrow, which I'm stoked for. You can uh you know, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, Harry Potter Minute and HP Minute. Uh, you can join our Facebook Listeners Society, the Facebook, no, the Harry Potter Minute and the Listeners Army, which I really, I, it's such a mouthful for the title, but I'm, I'm very pleased with it. Still, yeah, it's still good. I like, yeah, join the Listeners Army, um, on Facebook and, uh, join us tomorrow for Minute 68. Mischief, Mischief Managed. managed.